This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. Welcome to the Oklahoma Sports Show. This is Jason Evans, and joining us is Jared Kennedy. Jared, how are you doing this weekend? Well, I've definitely been better. Definitely. <laughs> You've been better? Uh, well, uh, it's it's been a rough weekend. It's it's uh, it, it, Even your, your NFL teams, you saw the Dallas Cowboys kind of lose in a, in a rough manner. And then, of course, uh, we're going to get into Oklahoma State, and, and then we'll talk some OU football and Tulsa football. But... Um, even though it's been rough, I'm, I'm glad you're here, Jared. Hey, I'm glad I'm here, too, but it's been rough. It, I, my, my week always starts off, you know, with, with junior high because my brother plays. And luckily, he did well. But Friday night, you know, our high school lost a, a close game, a barn burner. Lost there, and usually that's usually the start of my downhill uh struggle that I that I faced it, it ain't it ain't been good is what I'm saying <laughs> well uh you know there are weeks that that are just like this um you know it wasn't good for OU fans last week obviously this week Oklahoma State fans uh felt the uh, torture of what I think what most Oklahoma State fans feel like they're used to but somehow they never get rid of that feeling of of just utter utter dejection um but as we just get started let's let's talk about oklahoma state you were there again um and uh you know i've definitely got some thoughts i want to talk about but but first off you know what were your thoughts kind of in the first half even let's not even talk about the play yet we'll get to that but um as the game unfolded what were the things you were seeing in the stands uh it wasn't good i mean to be quite frank it, it you know i sat up there and you know i I'm watching different positions aligned, defensive line, our secondary. And, you know, I'm look, I'm trying to look and see where have we got better? Are, are we improved? Any? Because everybody knew, you know, um, Central Michigan is definitely, you know, about 10 steps up from, from our opponent last week. Yes. Having said that, they're a team that we should still beat. Yes, they, you know, coming off, a, you know, a, a bowl season last season, uh, they got some athletes, their quarterback, um, is projected, you know, top seven quarterback or so to go in the draft. Yeah. So I, I know they got weapons, and I know, uh, you know, they got some talent on the team. Having said that, listen, it, it should have been a contest. And so actually, early on, I was pretty calm remaining through the game because even though we weren't playing well, I, I thought, you know, at any moment here, we're going to kind of kick it into gear. Mm-hmm. Early early on, um Early on, Mason was missing everybody high. We were we were uh, we weren't getting any push off the line. We weren't getting any yards. So I'm thinking, hey, eventually we're gonna we're gonna kick it in. Was not the case. They beat us at every aspect of the game. I mean, you could look at stats and you know you can give the numbers all you want, but I'm just telling you from an eye test, they beat us in every aspect. And probably if you looked at the stats. That probably says they beat us in every aspect too. I, I yeah, haven't it's, pulled up. Yeah, it's it's not pretty. I yeah, I haven't pulled up the stat. I did, but I can't remember off the top of the head. But but I could just you know, if I was a bet man, I'd say they beat us dang near every category. Uh, their their wideouts were running wide open. We I, I don't understand why we we give them so much gap, and I understand. Sometimes, you know, just like the Bill Young, even Bill Clay has the bend but don't break motto. And Spencer has a tendency to go to that at points. Now, he doesn't do it as quite as often as we used to, you know, mm-hmm. as those guys like to do. But but we do cushion them. We do give them 10, 15 yards, you know, uh, off the line. And every time that – I mean, they're just running wide open all down the fields. And, I, and I'm saying our secondary, which is supposed to be, you know – pretty legit is just getting burnt by these guys all day long so i felt that wasn't good for us uh on the other side of that uh our receivers couldn't see i mean we had we did have guys running wide open a lot throughout the game but the problem was is when they were running wide open our line wasn't giving our quarterback a chance to to see anything or he was overthrowing missing the throws yeah 
uh, I, I just felt I just felt like for for a team that's supposed to have one of the top receiving cores in the nation, we got beat by Central Michigan. They they flat out kicked our tail in that category. We couldn't we couldn't get guys open uh, except for you know those few times I talked about, uh, and and they were beating us off the ball. We. They were they were getting some penetration and 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 stuff and our guys were just just flat just what I'm trying to say is from the line of scrimmage to to the outside guys to the quarterback they won in every category and we'll get to that play later and, and what should have been and, and the technical rules and yes we should have won the game but the way we played uh, we should have lost but. We still should have got that W, but anyways. Yeah, like I mean, and that's kind of how I I saw it. I, you know, I, I the the thing that I take away more than anything, I, I agree with everything you said. I think Central Michigan came to play. I don't think Oklahoma State did. I think uh, Central Michigan, while they 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 are they seem to be a well coached team and a team that can obviously make plays, they're not. They're not. Uh, an upper tier Big 12 team, which Oklahoma State is supposed to be able to compete with. When when Oklahoma State came out of the gate, uh, they weren't ready to play. And and the thing that killed me was watching uh, whether it's Yersic or Gundy or whoever. Nine of the first eleven snaps were pass plays, and out of those nine, six or seven of them were underneath. They were within three yards of the line of scrimmage, which. I mean, you know how I feel about that. I know how you feel about that, oh, which is me, which yes. is not good. But I'm just sitting there watching it, and and I if if the more I think about it, the more I wonder if the Oklahoma State coaching staff game plan more for Pittsburgh than they did for Central Michigan during the week. Well, uh, it, it looked like it because I agree. I mean, our our guys, Jason, from the from the guys on the field to the stand to the to the fans, it was terrible. It was like nobody was there. The the fans didn't even get up and rowdy until you know the last half of the last quarter. Yeah, I mean it, it was everybody was dead, and and that's that's exactly what it looked like. Is like we were looking ahead to Pittsburgh, and uh, Central Michigan came in there and hit us in the mouth. The thing that that caught me, I know Oklahoma State uh, has struggled with the run in the last two years. I know the big question mark is around their offensive line, but against a team like Central Michigan, shouldn't you make it a priority in the first two or three series uh, to to run the football? I mean, and they they didn't even try to do that, and it wasn't like they were just. Yes, I know they started out fourteen zero, but they you know that it took them three possessions to get that far. You know, yeah. why didn't they try to establish the run in the first quarter? Well, I I hear exactly what you're saying. I don't know the answer. I'm the only thing I could think is um, obviously they don't have as they have just as little faith in our line as all the fans do because I mean some of the plays we were calling and 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 some of the things they were doing I think flat out proved this line this this line and our backs aren't where they want us to be and, and yeah. there's some trust issues there because I mean you're exactly right I mean you should be Jason they were beating us off the ball it looked like even on the run plays it looked like we were pass blocking on run plays we got to be hitting gas shooting penetrating getting some penetration and uh, right off the line and so and and we looked like we were standing straight up because they were just blowing us off the ball we didn't run it because we couldn't run it and that's a category that they flat out just spanked us in. What even close? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you, but the thing I don't like, I'm looking here at the stats. Like Justice Hill had five carries for 31 yards. That's a six yard average. Uh, he had a 17 yard run there on that that drive that stalled out in the fourth or the uh, third quarter the, that led to a field goal. You know, Carson did what he does: eight carries, 27 yards. Um, but but I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I know Hill's a freshman. I know they're they don't they want to bring him along slowly. But I mean, even if he gets 10 carries you know and averages out at a five-yard clip you know that's going to come up big in the fourth quarter when you're trying to run the clock out instead of instead of relying on your quarterback to throw it 30 yards into the stands um you know I I think I was just against a team like Central Michigan and honestly I guess even going back to last week I think I was just disappointed that the the they didn't try to establish and I'm I'm sitting here two games in Justice Hill needs to be the starter I think I think he needs to be the guy with the most touches and I think yeah. you just need to ride him through um yeah of course I mean 
that's just my opinion, but but yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things. I mean, we all. It, it's kind of like the you know debate on like the Longhorns or any other team that runs a two quarterback system. Yeah, you know it's sure it can work. You know, like it did for the Longhorns the other night, but but a lot of people still don't like it because it, it just messes with the flow of the game. It messes with the rhythm of your team, and and it's nice having all those guys, but at the same time, you got to know what that guy's doing, and and every back has different style of running and you know those line i think sometimes get accustomed to okay you know he'll he's he's more quick and he's more if i could just uh you know get this edge right here i know he could do it in other words i got to get lower because he's more of a you know running gun type it's just i think the different styles um i i think you're right i just i just think uh sticking with one guy or or even two coming in there uh would definitely be the way to go and he'll early on has looked like the uh, you know the future back of this program. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, he definitely, to me, without a doubt, has the most explosiveness. Which, I mean, once again, on, <laughs> on if a line's going to struggle and they're not going to push off the ball, you need someone who can get through the line in a hurry. Right. Um, and you know, what about Rudolph? I mean, it's, he's twenty-seven to forty-three, two eighty-six. He threw a terrible, terrible interception on that in that goal line stand. Um, or in that goal line situation. But, I mean, he, 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 you know, and this is not a, I'm definitely not going to hate on Mason. I think he's a tremendous talent. I think he's a great quarterback. But he definitely did not have his his top stuff. No, I think you, anybody can easily say this was one of his worst outings uh, as a starter. Uh, he, uh, let's start with the good stuff first. Okay. I'll tell you one thing that he he did do well that I think we've talked about him gave him some praise on is his pocket awareness I think was was still pretty good. Yeah. The the line I I would give a, you know, I'd give a B minus to pass protection. Now, having said that, it's Central Michigan. Yeah, so it might be good it, against it, OU, it, but yeah, not against yeah, Central Michigan. Exactly, should have been good. But the the pass protection wasn't bad. Now, it did collapse quite a few times, and what he did do well is, you know, felt that presence on the backside. He moved around the pocket well, stepped up, and uh, I'm not sure how many sacks uh, total they have. Probably there at the end they collected, you know, a few, but uh, I don't have that stat right in front of me. Yeah, I was trying but, to find that earlier. I'll see if I can look it up while but, you're talking. But uh, his, his pocket awareness was, uh, was not bad. Now, the other part of that was he was missing everything. He wasn't yeah. seeing guys. The, the part I talked about, you know, our receivers um, pretty much getting shut down. But, you know, we have those couple guys like, you know, uh, that were running wide open, you know, and, and he would always go to the guys that we were, you know, that's, you know, got two inches in between. Uh, his vision just wasn't wasn't on as, as far as as well as his arm. Uh, he was throwing high, missing missing balls. So overall, he did not um, he did not have a, a, a very good game at all. I, I would definitely call that his worst outing as a starter. Yeah, I mean the only one I think comparable would be Texas last year, where he kind of just had the the yips. It appeared, yeah. Um, but yeah, this just he was not. He he wasn't clicking and and man I mean I I don't want to I don't want to harp on it but I I I don't believe those those short underneath drag routes and stuff are great early on to get to get your rhythm as a quarterback I know that they're they're designed to be but with the way our well, line is, is it just doesn't yeah. I I just don't think it works it's so predictable too because every uh, single game I mean that's what we do that's how we get started that we yeah. we throw those little out routes and and. Here's the thing of it. It worked stinking one time, so we feel like we got to go back to it 40 times during the game. Yeah. I, what, I, I don't – I try to watch the middle of the field, and you can see when those guys are, are getting pull, are pulled in in the middle. I don't understand why we don't do more crossing patterns and yeah. stuff right right over the middle. Yeah, there was, there was some drops. Our receivers once again dropped the ball, and that was another frustrating part about the game. I continue to hear how good – our our receiving core is how spectacular and how they're 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 uh, supposed to be the top in the nation. I continue to hear hear this, but yet I am not seeing it on the field. You look at Central Michigan's guys. If you go back and watch that game, this guy every pass it was like he put it to where either uh, you know his receivers getting it or, or or ours wasn't. So so he did that good, but. 
there were a lot of those passes. It was like they were making unbelievable catches. Yeah. Uh, they were making unbelievable catches because, like I said, that quarterback was putting it to where either, you know, his guy's going to make an unbelievable catch or nobody was catching it. And and so time and time again, they would catch the ball, and I would look, and I'd be like, where is this guy coming from? They did their part on making their quarterback look better. I think their quarterback's one of the you know better ones you know in the in the draft class. But as I said, I think his his receivers do a heck of a job of making him look you know even better than what he is because they were just showing up. And yeah. our receivers, I'm still waiting on that one guy. Uh, sure, McCluskey had a great game, you know, broke broke the hundred mark. But but listen, there's some catches he should have come down. Yeah. Juwan Seals should have come down with that that weren't even going to be spectacular plays, just routine balls. Yeah, we've got we've got to start catching those routine balls. Yeah, we've got to get better. Well, and especially because I mean, not all of them, but there's several in the last two weeks that those drops came in. Uh, moving situations where if they make the catch uh they've still got forward momentum and the potential to have some yards after catch and so they really they need to be able to pull that down mccleskey did have a good game it was funny i text josh uh during the game and you know because they like he he had six targets i think in the first quarter and i mean this is no offense to mccleskey but i text josh and i said i'm so tired of of us going to mccleskey i i want to see us really try to get washington uh you know kick-started and then of course mccleskey has a good game he scored the touchdown like two minutes after I text Josh. So, um, but you know, I, I really, they, I'm not liking what Oklahoma state's trying to do with, with James Washington. And, you know, maybe they're missing Marcel Aitman more than, than, uh, we give him credit for. I mean, Aitman is a guy who can eat up that middle. He can, he can take the sideline, you know, with his frame. And then obviously in those fade route situations that did not look good, yesterday i mean aitman aitman is capable of changing that so maybe you know later in the season if aitman comes back maybe that really helps solidify the receiving core but i agree with you so far um whether it's it's the receivers whether it's rudolph whether it's the line or just kind of a combination of all of them um the passing game to me has been subpar through the first two games yeah i mean we're getting better i mean to be honest with you i think we're getting better routes and and uh production out of like our cowboy backs you know like yeah yeah veach and and uh, jarwin yeah yeah and jarwin i mean i like it when they're running across the middle because i mean they're they're running wide open and stuff i i don't understand why we don't do more of that stuff i mean once again you can watch this game and clearly clearly uh, we talk about i talked about every aspect of the game from quarterback to line to defensive back we got beat by them in every category, yeah. including coaches. They they, they, out, they out coaches. We didn't make the adjustments I thought we would make going into the thing. We got to get more creative. I can't stand this. I, you know, I, I, that's one thing I miss about those guys. Like you know, uh, oh Goofy down there at West Virginia, oh, Holgerson uh, and Monken. Uh, Holgerson, yeah. yeah, because I mean, you never know what they're going to do, and they they do all these offset things that just catch you off guard oh, we are so predictable and everything that we do I, I, listen i can't tell you there's a, there was a few choice words coming from the fans all around me about your but not not from you right <laughs> no no well no i mean i kept it clean I, you know, I did luckily i i had to work two overnight shifts thursday and then friday night so i got off at seven o'clock and then I had to leave about eight o'clock for the game. Yeah. So I was pretty worn out. It's probably a good thing because it wouldn't have been good uh, down there, Boo Pickham Stadium. I, I'm just telling you right now, it it was not, it was not a good out. It just it's frustrating. I you know people can say, hey man, you guys you're too hard and blah blah blah. I don't give a crap. You got to do better than that. I'm sick of tight. What what's good about this is you know 10, 11 years ago. Uh, as a Oklahoma State fan, you're thinking, "Well, hey, it's okay. We're still we still got a great chance of being bowl eligible, and we're going to you know do that." But but that was 15 years ago. Yeah. Now we're at the point. You know, we've been we've been going to some BCS games and all that. Well, they don't have that now, but you know, um, New Year's Six. Yeah. Yeah, New Year's Six games and stuff. That's what's expected. And so if it's anything short of that. It ain't acceptable for me. I don't care what kind of talent and stuff we have on the field. Yeah, expectation breeds frustration, I think. Exactly. (laughs) And when you play a team like this that, yes, they're good, but you should beat, you dang well should should take care of business because – 
you can't you can't not take care of business at a game like this and then and then expect to just run the table in the Big 12. It's going to get a lot tougher yeah. in the Big 12 and it's starting next week cuz I'm telling you right now I didn't see the Pittsburgh game because obviously I was at the Oklahoma yeah, State game, yeah. but I, I saw some highlights. And from what I hear, they they look pretty good against. And, Penn and they're State. they're going to pound the ball. I mean, they they yeah. rush the ball. They're, they're, last week their passing numbers weren't all that great, but I mean they ran the football. And uh, it's there. I, I think it's going to be one of those games where if Oklahoma State is not moving the ball offensively. Pittsburgh's just going to control the clock. And yeah. and then you know they they can they can really control the game if they can can, can control well, the clock. Which I will say one thing to our advantage there. I, I guess I should point it out. The one part of the game I thought okay we weren't so bad. I thought our defensive front uh, yeah. what wasn't terrible because I, I think they did a pretty good job of putting pressure on the quarterback and made him do things. The problem was we were getting burnt outside and up over the middle. Yeah. But as far as the up front guys, um, I actually, I think they played fairly well. It's those front five guys on our offense, you know, Wilson and, and uh, you know, we got, we got like two seniors and three junior yeah. starting, starting uh, uh, offensive line. We, I mean, that's we're going to have three of those guys back next year and, you know, two or three of them rotate in with those guys. So, I mean, we're young on the line. I mean, we we got to be better though. I just, well, they're 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 young age wise, but I mean, a lot of them played last year too, and I think that's oh, the yeah. that's the most concerning part. Yeah, is it doesn't appear even after a summer of off season workouts, they don't appear stronger, they don't appear faster. Um, and and I looked it up. You know, you mentioned Oklahoma State's defensive line; uh, they did play good. They they had three sacks uh, in the game, but Central Michigan did have four in the game. I, I looked that yeah. up, and so I mean, there was a battle up front, and uh, you know. Uh, let's you know let's we don't really need to talk about the play I think everybody's seen it I think everybody's seen the ruling uh you know the the MAC conference suspended the refs the Big 12 conference suspended the replay crew and you know all of that it, it it stinks for Oklahoma State fans like even how bad they played according to the rules they should have won and, right. I mean, you know, that's probably out of all this, that's probably the most frustrating, frustrating part uh, as an Oklahoma State fan. Correct. Because it's it's one of those at the time it's happening, you know, few people catch it because it's, it's one of those rules that, you know, you, you see it in the pros and some different levels. It's a different ruling and and stuff like that. It's, it's just one of those things that everybody kind of knows. But at the time, everything's happened so fast. So, so this is where I get frustrated. It's one of those plain black and white. I mean, it's one of those clear as day rules. You could read, obviously, it was the wrong call. Obviously, that game should have been over. That play never should have happened. Okay, but yet nothing's going to happen. They, like you said, they suspended those refs and all that stuff. But the NCAA don't want to open no can of nope. worms. Not, and a, what not a chance. Exactly. And what they're using to say is, well, by by rule, you should have protested. It should have been said down there on the field, because if another play happens, you know, then they have to accept that play. Yeah. Well, crap. What are you going to do? Go stand in the middle of the field and say, no, I refuse to play. That ain't happening. The the refs are just going to run you off and say, this is the call. We're running the play. I, that is a the biggest load of crap that I, I mean. I, that's where I get frustrated. Yeah. I, I get so frustrated because every single person, the, even even the even their conference and stuff, admit it. They know it was the wrong call. Everybody admits this is the wrong call, but nothing's going to happen because nobody has the nuts to to, to pull the to open up that can. Or oh, we don't want to get something started right there. Well, there there. I heard somebody say that you know somebody said, well, where's the line? You know, you open that can of worms. Where's the line? This is the line. This is the line. This is clear as day. It don't get no easier. All you say is that was the wrong call. That play shouldn't have happened. Ball game over. 
OSU wins. Yeah. And, you know, I, Dave Hunziker, who's the uh, radio voice of Oklahoma State, I mean, anyone who knows Dave knows he is the most oh, yeah. professional person there is. I mean, obviously, he's he's going to support Oklahoma State, but when it comes down to it, he's going to be open and honest. And he was he was just saying, like, the, the difference in this ruling versus other rulings, like last year, the Miami-Duke, you know, multilateral yeah. game, and the guy was down, right. and the refs right. missed it. And um, this was a dead ball play. And this was this was a ruling that that it is very it, it is very easy to just have somebody come out and say the game was over. Thus, the last play did not happen. Ball game. Oklahoma State was twenty seven twenty four. But what he said, he used the word. He used a different word than you used. He said, "Who's going to have the courage?" to yeah. to make that call and yeah. you know he he seemed kind of in the moment a little optimistic that you know this is the type of play because it does appear if you're going to open that can of worms as they say this appears to be kind of the most cut and dry play to do it because it was a dead ball play i mean it was a live ball play in the moment but the the ruling happened you know after after the play and yeah. and you know so i mean i think he had he had a lot of truth there but you know in, in the back of your mind you know it's not going to happen because of that can of worms yeah. that, that would be open i mean but it, it i mean i guess this is more this is more sociology maybe because it's just this is the way society is nobody wants to to yeah. make that stand and make that call and you know barry trammell from oklahoma and he I mean, he wrote a fun great article about why central michigan should vacate the win and give it back but i mean you know as well as i do yeah. that's that's never going to happen this is their first win over an ap top 25 team since 1991 um, yeah. You know, and this is this will springboard them into to a great max season probably. And so, I mean, it's just the the thing I get at it, you know, a lifelong Oklahoma State fan, you get out of the fact of, well, at least we made the national news again. And again, it's for something that has probably never happened before. And it's for something that we never want to live through again. <laughs> yeah. Somebody is saying, yeah, making history this is the first time, you know, you know, that play, everybody will remember that play. And, of course, Ryan, my brother, you know, we're saying, well, the only good thing we can take out of it is we were there to witness that yeah. <laughs> that, that play and stuff. But it's just frustrating that things like happen because you go back, you know, you hear Gundy and, the, you know, like Zach Robinson, guys like that tweeted in uh, different kind of stuff. And, the, you know, what, what Zach Robinson was saying was this is a play every Thursday. Yeah. They practice for as long as he can remember. They do that exact same thing. They practiced that. They knew, you know, that that was – they're not going to get that call. They practiced that. Now, Gundy did take the blame. He said, hey, I made the call. I said to do that. I had no idea they were going to make that call. He's probably thinking back to a couple of years ago when Jameis Winston, when we're playing yeah. Florida State in Dallas, when we're playing Florida State, he does the exact same thing, throws the ball you know, 150 yards in the air in the back of the end zone wasn't nobody around except for two, you know, OSU defenders. The exact same thing. No flag. Yeah. Nobody, nobody called the flag on it. So you see that happen. You know, people like that was a terrible call. I'll be honest with you. Before that happened, I was up in the stands calling for that exact play because I'm thinking typical OSU, listen. Do not punt that ball and give them a chance to return that ball because I know how things happen for us. That we're going to punt the ball to him, and it, it, or we're going to try to punt it out of bounds, and it, he's going to miss it, and he's going to go to the guy, he's going to receive it, and he's going to run it back for a touchdown. Just freaking snap the ball, run around, and throw it as far as you can because I've seen that play a million yeah. times, and it's never been called. Now, after the game, looking back on it, you think, well, why didn't you just toss it to – Carson or, or put Hill back there, toss it to yeah, Hill and let and him, run him backwards. take off. Yeah, yeah, run backwards toward the end zone. Run out back to the end zone. Take the safety. We still win the ball game. You know, you think about all those stuff after the game. But like you said, it, it's not going to change. And in all honesty, uh, the way people look at it, anyways, say it did get overturned. Okay, we're two and zero, oh, but then we don't get the respect for for because it was so close and we should have, yeah. you know, put that team away. We shouldn't have been in that position anyways. Yeah. So our, you know, our seed don't, we, we probably don't, we don't fall out of the top 25, but we probably stay right where we were. Yeah. And then in all actuality, um, you know, if for some reason Oklahoma state gets it together and we run the tables in the big 12, could this game keep us out of the, 
playoff. Most definitely. Uh, most definitely. So that's where it's going to come back to bite us. But in all reality, if we as good as like Texas played and, you know, let's say o- 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 Oklahoma, you know, has that game against Ohio State coming up. Yeah. Uh, that Say they get a win, uh, you know, say – TCU, even though they lost, uh, it was a great game last yep. night. Uh, I think you could say they're they're a good team. If we were to run the table in the Big Twelve, uh, I mean, honestly, if the Big Twelve stacks up like it is so far, uh, and you run the table in the Big Twelve, well, then you know, I still think you have just as good a chance at making that playoff as you know we are right now. So, it, it, are you bitter and upset about it? Absolutely. But like we discussed, nothing's going to happen. It's slap on the wrist. They're going to suspend the refs, unfortunately, and they're not going to do anything about it. So best to just move on from it. Yeah, and I mean, and for Oklahoma State, they have to move on. I, you know, you, if anything, the, the two questions I have coming out of this, and, and only time will tell, is um, you, you have to start asking the question, was this a bad game or is this a sign of things to come? Because the talent level yeah. of the opponents only gets better from here on out. Yeah. And yeah, so, so you're yeah. going to really have to, you're going to have to see, okay, is this a thing where Oklahoma State can get it together? Or is this a thing where we're, well, maybe Oklahoma State's looking at a six or seven win season. You know, I think that's the thing we're going to have to see moving forward. But but maybe if the team did just come out flat, maybe if they weren't emotionally prepared, uh, maybe this will serve as a wake up call for them to get their act together. I don't know. You know, listen, if you ask me right now, I say it's a sign of things to come. Yeah, I, I ain't too optimistic about how things are going right now. But listen, we've seen it time and time again, a slow start like this. I mean, look at last year. I mean, Central Michigan had a game just like this yeah you know we came out on the other side but after that game everybody sat back well, i mean we've got a lot of work and then the way it fell in the big 12 and had some losses we were right back there in the sugar bowl so you, you just never know and that's why you know you hate to just chalk this one up as a loss because heck you never know we could we could go went out and this could come back to haunt us so i it's just very frustrating. Well, it's yeah, and, and only time will tell. But as you said, it's time you've got to move on at this point, and you've just got to try to take care of business. And, that, yeah. and I think that's going to be that's going to be the test for these players. Again, I mean, as much as it hurt us, like as much as we're sitting back. I mean, I was sick. I just wanted to puke. I I've I thrown my cups. I was mad. I mean, you can only imagine how you see how mad I get in those games. Well, I, I once I once had a Texas game carried. A I was telling dadgum, Yeah, I carried a daggum street barrel from the stick at Boom Pickett Stadium to to Albertson. Yeah, Albertson. So I can get pretty mad in those games, and and I'm telling you, I was livid yeah i was so, i was telling people yeah. that story yesterday i said i i bet you right oh. now jared's walking back to his truck and he's picked up some road roadside uh, construction cone and yeah, he's just luckily, carrying it with him luckily the route i took had nothing of that you know sort in the way to where i could grab it or else i, I probably would have came home with another souvenir <laughs> it, it yeah it, it wasn't good I, I just i just hope these players can get past it it's gonna be tough to do and they're going to have to do it fast because, like I said, Pittsburgh coming in uh, is going to be a, a big-time test uh, for these guys. And I'm going to add – let me add this. Okay. There's a lot of people out there that's big believers in superstition. <laughs> okay. I am one of those. I am superstitious as all get out. If it ain't the same game routine, if it ain't the same – listen – but we go with I, I go to I've been going to uh, these games for a long time now, uh, and I have always you know back to where you know I went games with you and your dad and yeah. all that stuff. We always parked down there by the Albertsons and the you know the Hibbit and all you know down there by Red Lobster and all that, and we always made that walk up Hall of Fame. Yeah, walked all the way up to the stadium. A few years back, my buddy Tiny, who goes with us now, you know, he decided, I, you know, so I don't want to walk anymore. Okay, I'm, I'm going to start paying for parking. I was livid at that point. We can't. We, we have made this walk for years. So it was three years. I mean, it was three years that I, w- I made him drop me off, you know, drop me off at the Red Lobster and they would go park and I would go. I would make that walk simply because that's what we do. Yeah. Now I think I think we had another. It might have been the Houston loss a few years back, or 
it was a loss like this, you know, where we were just, I was just flabbergasted that I decided, you know what, forget that, forget that superstition. I'm going to just go with them to park. But I'm very superstitious, and I will tell you this. I'm going to – I'm gonna, Tommy, you know Tommy. Mm-hmm. He's a buddy of ours that got season tickets. He goes to games with us. Uh, last year when he started going to some games with us, he didn't have an OSU shirt, okay? Ryan gave him a gray Oklahoma State T-shirt to wear. He said, here, just wear this one. He has wore that T-shirt every game he's gone to, and we have won. Yesterday, for whatever reason, we walk out of the house. Tommy pulls up. He's got on this bright orange, large Oklahoma State T-shirt. And we ask, Tommy, what, what are we doing? He goes, you have a T-shirt? No, it's not the gray one. Of course, Ryan said, I got your gray one back here. And uh, Tommy's like, well, I got this new one. And we're like, all right, just wear the T-shirt. Tommy wore the T-shirt. We have a tradition where we go up to the, the Planet Hollywood uh Every game we spin the thing and uh, we always get like hand sanitizer or whatever. That's what we usually win. Well, for the first time, Ryan and Tiny both won a T-shirt. Okay, so that that threw things off. Tiny, uh, Tommy's in a different shirt. Ryan and Tommy won a T-shirt. And me, for the first time in 20, however long I've been going to these games, for the first time discovered there's escalators in the stadium. Oh, no. Where where I walk in, I always go straight for the tunnel. I walk up. So I have to walk up. And we go to the very top. So I have to walk from the very bottom all the way up the stairs. And I always walk up there. And those guys always come out the, you know, the mid tunnel. Yeah. And, and, and they walk up. Well, I, I've always finally last game. I asked him, I said, God, you guys not. I'm freaking tired. You know, I was tired and they're barely out of breath. And I was like, which way do you guys go up the stairs on the outside? And they go. No, we've always gone up the escalator. And I said, what? There's there's an escalator? So this last game, it, I, I, I told you I stayed up all night. I was tired. I took the escalator. I rode the escalator up. So at the end of the game, I know this is a long story, but I'm, but I'm, I'm wrapping it up right now. At the end of the game, when, when we get that interception, okay, and then – we do that thing, and then the time's ticking down, and we have that play, and we get called on the penalty. I All game long, I'm thinking, I bought a program. I never buy a program. Tommy's wearing a gray shirt. He won the T-shirts. I'm thinking I rode the escalator. I'm thinking about all these things. And then that play happens. We, they, they, they call they, – they, they call the flag on the intentional grounding. I look up back in the, in the seats where everybody has the box seats, and I'm looking at these people's faces, and I'm thinking – I get this feeling. Do you know what song they play over the over the PA? Very superstitious, <laughs> riding on the wall. And I thought I looked at Tiny and I said, "It's over." And Tiny's like, "We lost." Sure enough, next play they do that freaking hook and ladder crap score. Superstition is real. That's what this. I know it's a long story, but I'm just telling you. I'm here to tell you today, superstition is real. <laughs> superstition and, is and real. And I knew it was coming. Yes, uh, it, it was bad. So it's your fault is what you're saying. It started with Tommy, um, ended with you. It started yeah. with Tommy, it ended with me. I'll take half the blame. <laughs> All right. Well, our, line, our line still sucks, so yeah. I'll blame them too. Well, let's, let's move on. We've spent uh, way too much time talking about Oklahoma State for an Oklahoma sports podcast. Let's talk about Tulsa and Ohio State. We, we, we talked last week. Uh, obviously, it was going to be an uphill battle for Tulsa, even after a, a, a nine win against San Jose State. They go to the horseshoe. Um, and the final was 48-3. to Did you I, I know you were probably on the way back for most of it. Did you get to see any of the game? I caught like the last quarter of okay. the game. So it was it was kind of well out of out of hand by that time. You know, Tulsa, um, I mean they, they, I will say this, they, they played hard and they did, I know that like Dane Evans is not going to be happy with his performance. Um, right. but, but you know, I mean, they, I think they gave it a go. Ohio State, that I just walked away thinking, well, Ohio State's just, they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're pretty good. But you know, in that first quarter, uh, it was six to three Ohio State. And then I guess it's going into the second quarter. Um, you know, Dane Evans just back to back throws two pick sixes, makes it 20 to three. And, and, and by that time, the defense for Ohio State seemed to establish that Tulsa wasn't going to get a whole lot 
And so by the time you go into the halftime at 20 to three, um, it, it just wasn't that I just don't think Tulsa had a lot going for him. Um, but you know, it was, it was, uh, I would say it was a competitive game, especially in the first half. You know, after throwing or having seven touchdowns last week, JT Barrett was, you know, really held in check. He had 149 yards passing, um, you know, and his his rushing was down. I think he did he did end up scoring a couple touchdowns. Um, maybe it was just one. No, yeah, he had two, um, but no passing touchdowns. And, you know, so after only giving up 10 points to San Jose State, they give up 48 to Ohio State. But really? I don't think the defense played that bad. It's just I think right. the, the Tulsa offense ran into a buzzsaw in the Buckeyes. Right. And you see that a lot of times with, uh, you know, with defenses when you when the other teams, you know, scoring and then you're and then you're, you know, your offense is either scoring fast or they're they're three and out and stuff like that. It puts a lot of pressure on your defense. You get tired. And I, I thought the same thing because I did. I did. It, it may have been like the third quarter or so, but, I, you know, I saw I know it was like. 20 to 3 at halftime. Yeah. Is that what she said? And yeah. it's like a lot of people thought that game was going to be over far before halftime. And, uh, you know, I know they went in, you know, 14, you know, in the third, and, and then I think 14 in the fourth. But uh, I thought the exact same thing. Our, our offense, your offense, uh, especially when you're at a caliber like Tulsa, you got to produce more uh, to help your defense out. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you feel for for Dane Evans, the senior, and you know, he he went into Norman last year and had a had a really good game, and and Tulsa was able to put some points up, and so you kind of wanted to see them be able to to score. Uh, right. You know, he finished; he just had 127 yards and four interceptions. I would I would wager not only will this be the best defense he faces all year, but I would wager that um, you're going to see him play much better throughout the season. Oh yeah. You know? uh, I mean, Ohio State, like I said, is a real deal. I mean, like Brewer, I didn't think I didn't think Brewer looked too bad. It's just unfortunately that that front seven for Ohio State just didn't give him much, you know, room to wiggle. I mean, he yeah. produced 58 yards. I thought was not a bad outing for for him as far as you know carrying the ball. Uh, but like I said, Evans is going to have better games. You know, you can't expect, especially when you're playing games like uh, teams like Ohio State throwing you know, four interceptions and yeah. and coming away at the victory. But you got to give credit to Ohio State putting the pressure on him and putting him in that situation. And like I said, a lot, a lot of those things are probably uh, four interceptions, you know, make Evans seem worse than he is where, where really when you're in a game like that, a lot of times you're forcing plays and you're trying to make something happen, Yeah, tr- trying to get a momentum swing. And so you're playing a little bit of risk there. And uh, sometimes it works out for you. Unfortunately for the Hurricanes, it, it didn't work out so much this time for them. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, those back-to-back pick sixes, I mean, they're just – those are heartbreakers. They're they're going to – they're really going to just set the tone. And um, that that appeared to happen. You know, next week Tulsa has North Carolina A&T, I believe. Um, and so, you know, they'll they'll have a chance to – to, to rebound and uh you know and really they should be able to come out you know pretty victorious on that one i think uh espn's matchup predictor gives tulsa 89 percent chance of winning um and so you know it, it should be should be something that that tulsa can learn from um i mean right. could you imagine you know could you imagine going and playing in the horseshoe oh yeah i'm telling you I, that intimidating I mean, it would be like a dream for most of those players. Yeah. Like, well, I get to do that. But yeah, at the same time, that dream catch you off guard because you get stuck in the the on of the, the, the stadium. And, yeah. You know, you're used to, you know, playing at Scully Stadium where there's, you know, half the time it's not even half full. Yeah. And then you go to playing in a horseshoe. Yeah, it's breathtaking in, in two different ways of looking yeah. at it <laughs> breathtaking and scaring it all at once yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um well I, I i do think tulsa will rebound next week and they should rebound they'll be back at home um and you know like i said i just i think you're going to see a, a different dane evans for the rest of the year even as their their competition uh increases you know they play houston cincinnati uh down the down the road even as that that competition increases um you know they're they're going to be better because of this game in my opinion yeah. and that's oh, it yeah. and that's you know, I mean, that's that's part of why 
they want to go there. You know, that's part of why right. teams like Tulsa will play these. These, and honestly, it's why Central Michigan will play Oklahoma State. I mean, there's a financial side to it. There's a payout, to the opportunity to do that. But you know, if just once you can somehow come away and 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 be competitive, and then if somehow you can come away with the win, then it, it can completely change your program. And yeah. um, you know, so it was it was good for Tulsa to get to go up there. Is not a good outcome, but um, yeah. it'll help them in the long run for sure. Yeah, it's definitely one of those for Tulsa. It's kind of you hate to say win win because if you lose, it's not it's not good to not win. But yeah. you're going up there with the chance to put your team on the map, and then. Uh, and then, like teams like you know Ohio State, it's pretty much a lose lose because you're expected to blow them out. So you better either blow them out, and then you get nothing, you know, for that, no praise for it, or uh, you lose, and you know, of course, that ain't good. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, all it takes sometimes is that one win to to get your team on the map, get your program on the map, and get looked at. And uh, they took that shot, and I like it. And maybe there'll be more of those to come in the future. Yeah. Definitely. Um, well, let's let's switch gears and let's talk about OU. Um, OU was in, in a way in the boat Oklahoma State was last week. They 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 just had an inferior opponent. And this is to take nothing away from Louisiana Monroe. They they'll be competitive in their in their conference in the Sun Belt. Um, but maybe. you know, well, maybe they, they are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you get to watch the game? I did not, but I saw. I no, I did not. But they're terrible. I saw some things on them, and I'm like, come on. Well, you know, uh, it's just it's it's just one of those games. You don't know what you can learn from, except uh, I think for Oklahoma, the key was just kind of shaking off any ill effects of the Houston game, and then also making sure you're mentally prepared for uh, to not overlook them as they they see Ohio State on the horizon. And right. I mean, they got up twenty one to nothing in the first quarter, forty two to nothing at halftime. Mayfield was was fourteen to twenty. I think he may have even started out like ten to ten. Um, and so, I mean, it was good for, for OU to just really hit the ground running. And speaking of running, they did run the football this game, which they didn't do last week. Um, 46 attempts for 288 yards. And, uh, so, I mean, it was good to see OU get on track and, and really, especially when they had their ones in, I mean, they pitched a shutout. They, they, they really just commanded this game. Yeah. And they did what they're supposed to. They, you know, they really did what, you know, Oklahoma State should have done, and yeah. I like I like seeing that stat: forty six rushing tips. Yeah, uh, you know, for two eighty eight, that 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 just tells me that the coaches know. Hey, listen, I know people like to to see everybody. You know, these offenses slinging around and run the spread offense. I mean, the the exciting offense. But what it comes down to it is, we're better than them, and we ought to, we should be able with no problem to just run it down their throat. And that's what that's the way OU approached it. And, yeah. And the thing that you were talking about, you wish Oklahoma State should have done is stuck to the gun, got the got the running game uh, going. That I think that's what Oklahoma did, and said, "Hey, listen, we're going to rush it fifty times, and and uh, you're going to have to stop us." Yeah, and and that's that's exactly what they did. And for the second straight game, I think you see Joe Mixon um, really really show uh, his talent. Um, you know, he had 14 carries, 117 yards. I mean, he averaged 8.4 a pop, and um, that's <laughs> just pretty good. Yeah. You know, P. Ryan got two touchdowns. Uh, he averaged 5.8 yards a carry, and then Abdul Adams, um, you know, that second half had 18 carries for 91 yards. And so, you know, they really did what they were supposed to do. And then, of course, Mayfield was Mayfield, um, 244 yards, three touchdowns, all in the first half. And uh, you know, he just they they really just took any any fear of this game out right from the start um you know jake said it last week how how he he felt like mike stoops game planned well for a dual threat quarterback and you know they played another dual threat quarterback in in garrett smith this week and and they once again they eliminated the dual threat side you know he finished with 250 yards passing and a couple touchdowns most of that in the well all the touchdowns in the second half but um but he only only had five yards rushing on six carries and so he rushed for 150 yards last week and so i mean i think uh you know i know i know ou fans are gonna look at that 251 yards on 22 attempts and and be like well that's 
you know, that's still way too many for a secondary that just got blitzed yeah. last week. But, yeah. but I mean, you know, they gave up 78 yards on the ground to a team that, la- that put up over 200 last week. And so, uh, I, I, you know, it's hard to tell against teams like this, you know, really, you don't really know what to take away, except it looks like, oh, you did what they needed to do. Right. And um, I think it was just good to me is good to see them get the ground game going, because I as good as Mayfield is, I just I just think P. Ryan and Mixon. And I mean, oh. I, I think over time, as you throw Adams into that mix, um, there's no reason they shouldn't run for 230 a game, you know, right. I mean, and those are, in my opinion, those are two guys that you're going to be seeing on Sunday. Yeah, uh, P. Ryan and Mixon. When when you got that caliber, that kind of caliber of back, uh, you should use them. You should utilize them. Uh, you'd be wasting them if you didn't. So yeah, I I like their I like their uh, their game plan uh, for these guys, and I like their approach. And, and simply saying we're going to beat you off the ball. Stop us. Yeah, well, let's look at next week because, you know, Oklahoma, they uh, <laughs> they may not have thought of Houston being who they were when they scheduled them uh, to open right. the season way back when. But So they had Houston, Louisiana, Monroe, and now coming up next week they host Ohio State. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, this is going to be a big-time matchup. O- o- OU, they could potentially be creeping back into the top ten. Ohio State, top three. Um, you know, what? What 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 is this game gonna gonna look like? I you know I think it's it, it's gonna look like the the classic two big powerhouse uh, traditional schools you know right up front. I, th- I think you're you're gonna see a uh, I think you're gonna see a, a big big run play for the thing. I don't think it's gonna be a game where uh, Barrett and Mayfield's gonna be going off throwing 400 yards. I think yeah. it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a uh, who's going to win the battle up front, you know, with those, you know, front seven guys. And, and uh, I, you know, I'm looking at all these like matchup predictions and stuff. And I mean, they're tight. I mean, you look on like ESPN stuff, they giving them, you know, oh, you the edge, you know, like 54.3%, you know, to like 45.7 to, to Ohio state. And it's going to be a fun matchup. I, I, I but I think up front is where this game's going to be won. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's kind of, um, if I, I, with that in mind, I think I would give a slight, slight edge up front to Ohio State, seeing what right. I've seen. And, and granted, Ohio State has yet to play anyone of the caliber of Houston. Um, right. you know, so OU's got maybe a little more testing under their belt. Uh, but, but I would probably give that, that front seven edge to, to Ohio State. But I agree. I don't think, unless it, it becomes one of those, like, classic Bob Stoops games like uh, where, where OU just comes out and everything clicks perfectly at home. Right. Um, yeah. Unless it's it's one of those, I just, yeah, I don't think you're going to see Barrett or Mayfield uh, really just dominate the game. I think one of them is going to be able to control the game, though. And, yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving that edge to Ohio State as well. I just, if you watch those games, I mean, even the game against Houston, uh, Watching Ohio State, I know it was Tulsa, and like you said, they're not the caliber Houston is. But the the instinct that Ohio State had, Ohio State had, rather than what OU had, Ohio State they were thumping on Tulsa, but yet the entire game, their boys were just they were flying around, yeah, and they were doing some hitting. I mean, you could hear that hitting. I haven't seen that type of aggression from OU yet this this year. Uh, so I think right now, you know, as far as that, you know, that killer instinct, if you will, you know, I'm going to give that edge to Ohio State, and I, I think they're going to come out uh, on top. I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, I'm going to give the edge to Ohio State. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still kind of torn. Uh, I, I I still want to give a slight overall edge to o, OU, and I think it's it's because it's at home. Um, and you right. know, Stoops traditionally is is just a different coach at home in these big games. And right. um and and I know you can't always just lean on tradition, but I I, I want to give OU a slight advantage, and I think it's because of P Ryan and Mixon. Um, right. you know the the receivers are still unproven. You know, Mark Andrews so far has has really shown himself to be reliable in that tight end slot but but you know i think if OU can can ride those two running backs um and and really just kind of pound it out and ground it out then i i really want to give them an advantage because if they can do that i think it'll free up mayfield enough 
to right. be creative to find the open open receiver. Um, I'll tell yeah. you one thing though. I'm watching Ohio State. You know the the Big Ten always gets you know they they always get knocked for their their style of play and you know the Big Ten speed and versus like the SEC speed and stuff right. like that. Um, looking at that team against Tulsa, the 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 speed that Urban Meyer has recruited on defense, I think is is approaching that SEC speed, right. um, you know, and and that 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 doesn't always bode well for OU's receivers, at least not this early in the season, because um, I'm not seeing a whole lot of burners right now on in OU's receiving core that could get right. behind get behind those defensive backs. So, um, yeah. you know, I I think on paper the the edge may go to Ohio State but but I'm going to just give a slight edge you know maybe a, a three three point edge to Oklahoma um, because they're playing at home and uh, I, I think it, it could be a good game regardless though I think that um, both these teams are going to come out and compete and this is you know it's kind of like you saw Notre Dame Texas you saw uh, even though it was an absolute massacre you know Alabama right. USC um, Florida State oh, Ole God. Miss you know you, you see some of these just traditional big time matchups and they're they're just fun you know yeah. and and even as someone who I mean I'm not I'm definitely not an OU fan <laughs> definitely right, right. but um, I could enjoy watching a game like this oh yeah know? but I will uh I will say this. I don't think this game is uh, – I don't think this is a all-or-nothing game, a bus game. You lose this. Uh, now I think it's going to – you lose this. You know, uh, your chances of, of getting to the playoffs, I think, is going to take some yeah. other teams losing. Yeah, especially but, OU. Especially uh, right, OU. Right. But, man, I'm telling you, I, I had to be honest. Like you were mentioning earlier – you start that game off with Houston, and we had that little – they had that little break this week. But, God, you got Ohio State coming, and then you don't get a break going right into TCU. Yep. And then the way Texas has been playing, things do not – if I'm an OU fan, you know, I'm nervous. Like, I'm I'm antsy for, for five weeks here. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you really don't st- – hey, even the way Kansas State played early on, they you know, they're looking like – you know, they're, they're, they always, you know, Snyder always has them boys. It's always a tough game uh, with Kansas State. So there, there just ain't much room probably until you get down here to Kansas, you know, in week, you know, seven or eight, whenever that is. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's definitely a tough road. And I will say if if o, OU makes it past this and then they they make it through that uh, stretch of the Big 12, uh, I, I would even admit that they, they probably deserve – uh, a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. Even yeah. with that Houston loss. Yeah, and I mean it's the I think this week will will go a long way to dictating how how realistic it is for OU to to be in that conversation. Right. Um but but yeah, I mean for both teams cuz Ohio State, I mean they're 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 going to be, you know, still in a in a rough boat in the Big 10. I mean it's right. yeah, they they've got to go through a pretty big schedule too. I mean they're at Wisconsin, uh at Penn State, at Michigan State, and then they're home versus Michigan at the end of the season so um, you know they've got a tough road ahead too so for both of these teams I mean there's a lot to play for it's not the end of the world whatever the outcome like you said but I mean there's definitely uh, a lot of potential implications if both of these teams do what they hope to do once conference season hits but yeah I agree Uh, I don't think anyone thought that the first five of OU's schedule was going to be what it is (laughs) um, coming into this year but it's it's got potential to really uh, be a rough rough road and yeah. you know it's you know some i heard somebody mention it i mean you look at ou and osu i don't think either side uh looked at two games in the big 12 conference and saw three yeah. three potential losses you know yeah. at the beginning of the season and in ou's case maybe even potentially four um right. you know and and i i don't know if that'll happen especially not in ou's case but but now it's kind of like there's a little bit of sobering effect after week two you know yeah <laughs> Well, regardless, I mean, I think something you can all agree on, whether whether you're an OU fan or, you know, or, or not, or Oklahoma State fan, uh, it's going to be some exciting exciting play of football this year, yeah. especially in the Big 12. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. And, and I hope TCU and Texas, I, I hope they turn out and, and are the real deal because uh, Texas – mostly speaking of, uh, because I like to see good ball games and, and, uh, it's always fun. 
Yeah, I, I agree completely. It'll be it'll be a fun one to watch. Um, and and moving forward, it's it's about to get real for all these uh, teams here playing college football. Yeah. So, well, Jared, uh, I mean, that's that's kind of all I've got. Uh, we've we've kind of aired our grievances. We've we've prepped for next week. Uh, is there anything else uh, in parting that, that you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I may or may not uh, be with you next week, depending on how this game goes. <laughs> because let me tell you, if it's a good game that we just, you know, lose, um, you know, I could take, you know, that's one thing. But if it's another game like this, Oh, I may be looking may, for a new I, host. <laughs> yeah, I may have checked myself into a, some sort of psychiatric uh, therapeutic center or something. I, I, I don't know how much more of it I can take. Well, well, we'll hope that doesn't happen. If there's any Oklahoma State coaches or players listening, uh, just win it for Jared. Uh, so that he doesn't have the medical bills. But, um, you know, Jared, I, I think it's just time to wrap up. It should be a great weekend of college football. Hopefully for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, it's a positive weekend. And Tulsa uh, against A&T. So hopefully they, they end up being positive weekends. Um, but until next week, Jared, uh, that's it for the Oklahoma Sports Show. Don't forget, uh, you can find us at OK Sports Show on Twitter and Facebook. Email us at OklahomaSportsShow at gmail.com. And uh, find our blog posts on uh, oklahomatalking.co and you can also find us on Medium and one last thing as Jared is moving around back there and making a lot of noise (laughs) one last thing if anybody uh, is a fan of the the app Anchor it's like a short form recording app uh, check us out follow us on Anchor we're going to start trying to give instant analysis to random sporting events uh, as they're happening and we'll just pop on Anchor post it it'll be less than two minutes long so follow us on anchor at okay sports show it also send to our twitter feed and stuff like that but um jared it's always good to talk to you and hopefully we'll see you next week hopefully it'll be on better terms see you jason see you